0: Hello, I'm Richard Hurley, the BMJ's Features and Debates Editor. Our latest head-to-head asks, should all GPs become NHS employees? And I'm joined now by the, the authors, uh, Professor Azim Majid, who's a Professor of Primary Care and Head of the Department of Primary Care and Public Health at Imperial College in London, and uh, the GP and former chair of the BMA's GP committee, Lawrence Buckman. Uh, we've also got um, Glasgow GP, Des Spence, on the line. A recent survey of nearly 600 GP partners, that is GPs who work as independent subcontractors to the NHS, found that half would consider becoming salaried employees for the right deal. But a third said that they'd never willingly give up their independence. Azeem, can you give us a little bit more insight into the current situation? How many GPs are partners and how many are employees at the moment?
1: Um, Currently in England, around 28% of GPs are salaried. Uh, so it's approaching a third of G- total of all GPs are um a salary. That number has been increasing for for many years. Uh, so it was just two percent in 2002. So there has been a steady increase uh, in that number over the last uh, 15 years or so.
0: And currently, that the others are uh, there's few, aren't there, that are employed by the NHS? Can you just briefly explain the situation?
1: Yeah. So most of the GPs are um, are self-employed uh, independent contractors. There are a few who are employed by the NHS, but but not very many. There's also some who are um, uh, locums, so they just freelance and work in different practices and don't have a regular job.
0: Thank you. Now, in your piece, uh, you argue that more and more GPs are salaried. Why would you like to see moves further in that direction?
1: Um, I think there's a a number of reasons. I think, one, uh, at the current time, there's a major crisis in in trying to recruit and retain GPs, and that is partly linked to to their workload, uh, so GPs or are independent contractors have a very, very high workload. We also have the stresses and strains of running a business. So they have to deal with uh, estates issues, uh, manage staff, uh, deal with the Care Quality Commission, uh, IT security, etc., cetera, et cetera, We know from surveys that younger GPs aren't keen on many of these uh, tasks. They basically just want to come in, do their, their job, and, and leave at the end of the day. So I think a job in which um, there was the option of being a salaried NHS employee would be attractive to many GPs. It would create um, a stable job for them with guaranteed working hours. Uh, they could have time in their contract with things like teaching or management or quality improvements. Uh, and also, there would be a cap on their working hours. So, I think all in all, it would be an attractive option for, for many younger GPs. I'm, I'm aware that some GPs wouldn't want to take this on, but I think it was offered. It would be very, very attractive to, to a lot of younger GPs in particular.
0: And Lawrence, you're, you're a GP partner. seems um, suggests that as an employee, you'd have less stress, more rights, fixed hours, sick pay. What's not to like?
2: Uh, well, first, I think th- those options that he describes are, are available now. Um, they're available now to any doctor who doesn't wish to be a partner, can go ahead and either be salaried to a practice or can work as a locum or can indeed work for the NHS uh, uh, directly employed if that's what they want to do. Uh, They could also work for a large number of private businesses, whether salaried or not, uh, as they choose. So I think the options are there for those people who want to do that. And what's not to like is the fact that you would be employed by a government that has showed absolutely no regard for the people that work for the health service, not just this government, government with a small g, includes all previous governments. We've not had people terribly interested in the welfare of the people who work for the NHS over the last... 30 years probably, and I see no prospect of that continuing, even with a change in government.
0: Azeem, what do you make of Lawrence's stance? Uh, to...
1: um, I think Lawrence does uh, make a fair point. And I, I think, in particular, the, the recent dispute over, uh, over the contracts of junior doctors has actually had an impact um, you know, on, on many doctors. So I think he makes a fair, a fair point. But I think the fact is that there are over a million people working for the NHS. Uh, many of those people are happy in their jobs, they have career structures. Uh, they have progression of uh, pay. They have jobs that allow them to develop interest in, in, in particular areas. So so I, th- I think it's unfair to say the NHS is a bad employer. I think, yes, it has been bad at times in the past, and and it is bad at times at the moment. But I think... In the longer term, I think it does make sense for people to be employed by NHS and to have one employer for, for, our, for our medical profession.
0: Lawrence, do you have any uh, suggestions then? Uh, how, how could GP uh, general practice be made more attractive um, to, to solve the problem in the crisis in recruitment and retention? The
2: biggest stressors are not the patients or indeed the clinical workload, but the things that are given to GPs by other parts of the NHS acting in a remarkably unthinking way. So I think the NHS has got to up its game of how it views the community service and at the moment if the prospects are so bad at the moment being employed by them would make it that even worse for those that don't wish to be employees. How much do you trust the people currently running the health service? By which I include politicians, uh, um, and how much do you think you're better off actually uh, holding the purse strings yourself?
1: I think uh, that Roland has picked up on one key issue, which is our funding model. So, currently, with our funding model that we have in general practice, we get a fixed sum per patient, no matter how, how much work we do. Uh, and that does encourage them just to dump work in general practice, so because that work doesn't cost anything, anything more to do. Uh, so, I think whatever model we move to in the future, we do need to address this problem of how we fund GPs and link funding more closely to, um, to workload, so that if extra workload comes, that generates more income. There have been repeated
2: attempts. Sorry, there have been repeated attempts to alter the structure of GP pay, and it has never been a- possible to have a model acceptable to Treasury that doesn't recognise the number of people you look after
0: maybe at this point could bring in Des Spence and uh, I think you might have a, 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 some experience to share and perhaps a, a, another way that perhaps the stress uh, could be reduced while uh, while autonomy is retained.
3: Yeah. My view is is something that we, we've been engaged in in Glasgow for the last sort of 20 years which is bringing practices together, expanding the practice to um, So when I started in practice, we were about 5,000 patients and uh, we're now up to about 35,000. And what that has done is given us real economies of scale. One of the issues is that uh, uh, as a doctor in a small practice, that uh, you know the twos and threes, it can be very dysfunctional at times. And if people are sick, it becomes kind of completely unmanageable. Whereas if you have a much larger group uh, of, of practices or, or doctors working together, then you have much more opportunity to kind of cross cover. You can you know separate on call and 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 and, and uh, urgent work and non urgent work, and you can you know you can get somebody doing the reports. You can um, you know there's, 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 you can work quite differently. So that's that's what what we've done. And, and our model very much is about maintaining GP kind of ownership. So still having GP partners, but uh, having far fewer of them. So we would maybe, I don't know, in, in the future, maybe have you know, 10 or 20 percent of the doctors uh, working in the practice as partners and the rest being, being salaried. But having some recognition that, uh, um, that, the, the, that those, those partners, have, their income is capped in some way and that uh, the, the people who are employed by the practice are, are treated, uh, treated fairly.
0: Thanks, Des. What do you think about that, Azim? Is um,
1: yeah, I think it's only uh, worth considering. So across the country, across England, uh, GP's and I are coming together into, into federations, into larger units, which which all vary in their composition. But the idea is that by working together, you can have the things that Des has mentioned. So you, you know, have more uh, split the urgent care off from the from the routine care, have uh, extended opening hours, uh, additional services. Um, uh, employment managers who can take on some more of the administrative workload and free GPs to focus on clinical work. So I think that is one possible way forward to have these GP-run federations. I think the downside is that uh, people don't like large practices. So all, all the surveys show people prefer smaller practices where they know the doctors. Uh, so you have the, the problem that patients may not like these very large practices or these very large uh, federations.
0: And have you found any uh, discontent among patients, there's in moving from small practices to, to a mega practice like you describe.
3: Well, I think the thing is that uh, c- continuity is an issue, but continuity, I-, I think, is we have to accept is, is l- largely being lost because people are electing to work in different ways. And, and the big trade-off that we found is that um, we, w- the reason I think we were successful is we, we focus on access. So we, we were able to provide the access that people wanted. And um, so, you know, if you ask people, do you want to see the same doctor or do you want to be able to get an appointment uh, in, in 24 hours, most people will opt for the, the, for, for the access. So I think, um, the, the, you know, people are right there is a there is a definitely a kind of trade-off and there are there are issues but uh, um you know I, I think that's the reality that we that we, that we work in now that uh, you know you, you know it's very hard to recruit full-time uh, doctors into small practices and, and people want to work differently and, and I, don't, I don't blame them
0: thanks do you have lawrence do you have any comments on uh, on what des is suggesting and the way that his practice works
2: i think there are lots of different models the idea that you can have standardization of self-employed structures mandated by a government that can't even mandate it for its employed doctors I think is is a nonsense and I think it's a real shame because the idea that you could make doctors be good employers is something that I find hugely attractive.
0: Lawrence I just wanted to pick up on on something else that was in your uh, or a couple of things that were in your uh, uh, argument and that was that when doctors when GPs are ultimately responsible for patient satisfaction they may somehow have a uh, they have a greater responsibility toward those patients perhaps and and also they have a they, they have a, a a stronger position in which to advocate for patients. Could you just expand on those issues?
2: There is no doubt that doctors who who own the business can be much more rapidly responsive to something if your service is set up in a way that doesn 't deliver what patients want and a patient complains you 're in a much better position to say, "I will fix it i." Let them fix, well, actually, I'm they, and it's my job to go out there and sort out whatever it is that got in the patient's way. Now, you can't do that as an employee. You you can speak up and say you want to change things, but it's not the same as having your handle on the levers of power.
0: Azeem, could having uh, uh, managers in the way disrupt the doctor-patient relationship? Would your model, the model you're suggesting of salary GPs, provide the best care for patients?
1: I think give you look at hospitals, um, there are many hospitals that provide excellent care to their patients and so many consultants who are, who are excellent in terms of the work they do in quality improvement and addressing patient concerns. So I think it's the case that being employed would would take those away from you. If you're professional, then you do a professional job whether you're employed or you're self-employed. I think also the realities of the current time, most of you are so, so overrun. They can't do the things that Lawrence is saying because they're basically just trying to deal with the day-to-day workload that they've got.
2: I wasn't referring wrong. to professionalism because I think that employed doctors are just as professional. I don't think there's the slightest difference between us. It, it it's merely the speed of being able to make something happen in a business that you own. Mm-hmm.
3: I think what I would say, though, is if you look at the hospital sector, which consumes, I, I don't know, 80 90% of the, uh, of the NHS turnover, it, it, that, it is a—you know, there are very hard-working, good people in that system, but it, it is very inefficient in lots and lots of ways. I mean, I know they've expanded the consultant uh, numbers over the last uh, decade, but in reality, on the ground, that, that, that expansion seems to make very little difference to, to, to access to services in, 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 in my area. So, you know, I think there is an issue about uh, having more mass- Management. There is an issue about becoming merely employees, and, and I think uh, on a personal level, I, I, I tend to agree with Lawrence here. I think that, that uh, you know GPs kind of owning the business, having a, a, a you know a stake in it, does does make a difference. You, you're much more engaged, and, and and you are much more responsive. But we you know certainly in our practice, we, we are a large practice, but we're very management light. You know, we people know where to go to if they want things done. There isn't there isn't whole tiers of, of, of people sitting underneath the you know the, 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 the practice manager. So um, my concern about a full kind of salaried model is that it would become much more inefficient.
0: Thanks. Thank you, Des. Um, We've seen um, very recently a majority of GP partners in South Hampshire and Gosport gave up their independent contractor status uh, to become salaried employees of a multi-specialty community provider as part of NHS England's plans for new models of care. And in the in the survey I ref, referred to at the start, only half the GP partners asked thought that the independent contractor model would exist in another decade. Azeem, what do you think the future holds regarding this?
1: Um, I think for the future, we're going to see workload increase a little further. The population is getting older. We know that consultation rates are increasing year on year. The uh, population is growing inside. Demands on the NHS are increasing so I think we're going to find uh, an increasing gap between what the GPs can offer in terms of the number of GPs available in the, in, in the UK uh, and what people expect from their primary care services. So I think we're going see increasing pressure on, on GPs and their teams. Uh, so I'm not sure where the future will will take us. I think without very large investment in primary care, there is a risk that the service will start to collapse in many parts of the country. Uh, and that doesn't matter what model we've got, but whether we're self-employed or employed. So I think the key thing is to invest properly, create proper structures that, get, that give people ready access to good quality primary care services otherwise you know there's a risk as i say that the service will just crumble away and collapse in many parts of of the UK and
0: do you, i mean do you see that is it likely that the independent contractor model are you in, are you with the 50% who thinks the independent contractor model will will cease to exist in a decade it's not going
1: to cease to exist it'll still be there but it will probably decline further in the next 5 to 10 years so we'll see more gps become employed or work for these very large federations so uh, that trend, I think, will continue, but I don't think we'll we'll see an entire disappearance of the of that of that model for for many many years. What do you think, Lawrence?
2: Uh, I'm with Azim here. Uh, I think his analysis is correct. I think um, I think federations or very big practices are going to be the way forward for a lot of people. So I think it's going to be a slow attrition rather than a plummet. Um, but I'm I'm I share Azim's general analysis.
0: Thanks, Des. Are you the future?
3: I don't know. I mean, I, I to me, um, I, I've been doing this for, for twenty years now, and and um, I, this is my kind of settled conclusion. I, I can't see there's any other way forward. To to be honest with you, I think people naturally want a better life work balance. I think uh, um, I don't think the government uh, have the wherewithal necessary to. to take over general practice or nationalize it if you, if, if you like and so I, I think the only solution is that you maintain uh, gp ownership but but through much larger uh, organizations of practice these can be run as not for profit or they can be run like kind of housing associations or you know wh- whatever it might be but there has to be some 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 uh, clarity some vision about what, what 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 we expect and i think there should be some incentive to to deliver that
0: i'd like to thank Lawrence Buckman, Azim Majid and Des Spence for taking the time to talk to me today. You can read the, the debate in full on the BMJ.com, and as ever we'd be delighted to hear your views, so please send us a rapid response. We republish the best as four more letters to the editor. Thanks for listening.